Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. SB Nation and Underdog Dynasty present the Underdog Podcast. And welcome back to the Underdog Dynasty Podcast AAC Edition. My name is Dan Morrison. That's Emily Van Buskirk. How are you doing today? Doing good. Probably not as good as you, given uh, that Red Sox win last night. Oh, yeah. It was nice. I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> you know. It seems like you already forgot about it. What? <laughs> no. How would I forget no, about okay. it? Yeah. I don't you know. know I think I, ca- I caught you by surprise there, but I, I didn't watch the game. But my friend that works for the Yankees said that it was just a bloodbath. So yeah, got Garrett Cole out after uh, six outs, which was nice. Thirty-seven million dollars. Yeah. He got six outs on a whole postseason. It was money well spent. Yeah. The Yankees not productive. Not <laughs> that's not a good return for the Yankees. Yeah, beautiful Evaldi. You know, couldn't touch him. But Cora pulled him Crazy. too quick. But that's what we're all here for. Is my thoughts on baseball management? <laughs> well. I'm excited for you. So congratulations. I am. I'm don't let Eric hear this, but I am nervous about the raise. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Is that Eric, the next opponent? Yeah. The winner okay. that got to go they get to go play the raise in, you know, the worst ballpark in the country, which is the trop. You know. <laughs> I've never been, but it's I it's disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. That's why, wait, why? <laughs> don't let Eric change your opinion because it's just like, first off, it's a dome baseball stadium, which is gross to begin with, but just there's these oh. catwalks that has to have its own rules because it's constructed so weird. The back huh. walls are the same color as a baseball for some reason. Like, it's just terrible. That is weird. Yeah, the, huh. They're trying to replace it, but, you know, no one in Tampa likes their baseball team, so move them out. No one wants yeah, Tampa's it. Tampa's a football town now. Tampa's it's a football team. town now. <laughs> I was gonna say something rude about Tampa, but no. Yeah, no. All right, we're gonna move on. That's Tampa's no more. I just town. wanted to. I just wanted to give you a congratulations because yes. I know you were worried yes. about that. We had talked about I, it, but anyways, I am happy with that. Yes, uh, I'm glad. We've only got five games to preview today, though. Yeah, quick, quick preview. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it should be nice and easy. We do have a Thursday game, uh, 7.30, nice up against a pretty good NFL game Thursday night, actually. Houston at Tulane. Uh, Great. So everyone's going to be watching the NFL. Awesome. Yeah, I think the Rams are playing, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, well, I get that. Yeah, it's what it I is. I get that. I do like the Rams. That's fun. All right. Well, we're going to be watching Houston at Tulane, so. Exactly. When, what are, what, else what are you looking watch? for? What I, are you looking for in this game? You know, I'm looking for Tulane to actually use that home field advantage this time and actually build on that and hopefully have a pretty good crowd going. It's been a really weird year for them. I want to see yeah. whether or not Houston can go in and make it a tough road environment for them because, you know, Tulsa last week was not a tough road environment, unfortunately. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, I was thinking it was going to be a lot tougher than it was. I'm hoping Tulane can put up something there, but Tulane's also had a lot of struggles, especially, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Michael Pratt. He, I do believe has all the potential in the world, but the turnovers mm-hmm. are really, really adding up quickly this season. 
yeah. I didn't realize that they're still in search of their first FBS win because honestly, I'm stuck mm-hmm. on the Oklahoma game, obviously, living in the past. And you were I didn't realize that, that they've too. only <laughs> I was at that game. And to me, that game still isn't over because in my mind, Michael Pratt got that first down and mm-hmm. ended up going on, but whatever. I didn't realize that their only win routing is over Morgan State. Yeah. That's yeah, no, uh, not great. It was a tough out-of-conference schedule in their defense. Oklahoma and Ole Miss were always probably losses. They played Oklahoma a lot tougher than anyone expected, but I also don't think that coming into the year, anyone predicted that would be a W for Tulane. UAB is a very – Yeah, well, (laughs) I didn't say it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, UAB is a really good – UAB should have been – They should have beaten them, I think. I think they are the more talented team. But UAB is probably one of, you know, I'm not going to say probably going to win because UTSA exists this year, but they're going to be one of the two or three best teams in Conference USA most years, you know. And I don't feel like that's an embarrassing loss. And then you just, I think it was unfortunate that they had to go to ECU, who is, I think, clearly a riser in the conference right now. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a really tough break to the schedule, add in all the hurricane situation that they dealt Mm -hmm. with. And it's been a mess trying to get any form of consistency and growth out of that team this year. And I don't necessarily think you can blame anything for it other than circumstances, you know, but that I know that doesn't feel good if you're a Tulane fan that, Hey, circumstances stink. That's why your record's one in four, (laughs) you know, I definitely, yeah. Luckily for them, this game is pretty straightforward. It, it's like Houston, ha- there's a there's a um, formula for how to stop them. And it's pretty clear what it is. Anytime that you're going to put a lot of pressure on Toon, yeah. he's going to throw interceptions. Yeah. As long as you can shut down the run that gives mm-hmm. him the support he needs, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to stop him. So yeah. I don't know that they can do those things to the full of their ability, but they I, are going to try. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely need a better performance out of your defense, especially the rush defense mm-hmm. if you're Tulane, because, you know, last week we saw what ECU uh, did to them, and that was not pretty. If you're, right. you know, you need to make sure that Tune's throwing the ball. And like you said, you need to put him under pressure because he himself is susceptible to mistakes. It's not like he's a perfect college quarterback or anything like that, although he has looked a lot better. We always talk about what's the competition look like at Houston this year. Right. Uh, you know, and yeah, I mean, it's tricky. I think that I'm inclined to feel like, oh, Tulane at home is a tough place to go in. I remember the Thursday night game from a couple of years ago, and I still yeah. have not trusted Houston under Dana, but I do think I have to go Houston for this game. <sighs> I think it's a safe pick. I have to pick Tulane. I, I have made a commitment at the beginning point, of the yeah. season that I'm going to just pick Tulane every week. Yeah, it, it seems that way. You're gonna, so here we go. We're, gonna, we're at odds again. Yeah. This will be riding, the decider. Ride in the green wave. Ride in the green wave out. Okay. One day they're going to do it for me. I don't know if it'll they'll, be Thursday. They'll, but They'll we'll definitely see. get a couple wins this year. It's just a, yeah. a tough start to the season for them. Uh, we have a Friday game as well at 7 o'clock. Temple yeah. at Cincinnati. Uh on, Do you feel like this could be a trap game? It could definitely be a letdown game if you're uh, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming off in a huge emotional high with the uh, win over Notre Dame. And Temple is, I think, a team that is very, very easy to overlook this year for one reason or the other. Uh, but they did just beat a Memphis team that's at least got a very good offense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. not like, it's not like the Owls are incapable of winning 
these games. It's a short week, so you have less time to prepare. You're a little bit out of sync, especially if you have a little bit of a hangover getting back into it from the Notre Dame game. Um, you know, and the Cincinnati offense has not been great this year. I think that, you know, their defense has covered up a lot of inconsistencies on the offense. Like, right. it took them a while to get going against Indiana. They really only had two proper scoring drives against Notre Dame. Those are good, good defenses, but still, you know, they only had seven first half points against uh, who was the FCS team they played. Whoever the, that FCS team was, they only had seven first half points. <laughs> uh, you can't. Or Cincinnati? Both. Yeah, Cincinnati did. Murray State. Yeah, Murray State. I was going to say Morgan State, but I know that was just because we had talked about them with uh, Tulane and I knew I was wrong. <laughs> uh, well, they started off with Miami, Ohio, and then they played. Yeah, um, Miami, Ohio game is a rivalry game. So, like, yeah. Miami, Ohio is not particularly good, but rivalry games are different. But the yes. Murray State game was a very slow starting game for Cincinnati that I think there's a reason to be a little cautious about why is the offense kind of taking a little while to kick into gear in these games. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a concern. If you're Cincinnati, it's something you want to work on. Um, <laughs> yes. You are just significantly more talented top to bottom than Temple right now. Temple's got so many underclassmen playing significant time. Uh, you know, and Cincinnati is such a well-developed team that I don't think it should, you know, work out that way, but I can see where there's a chance. Yeah. You know what this to me it's like in my heart, I'm like, yeah, Cincinnati, because I saw them play last week. And obviously I know how good they are. A dozen Ritter's the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this game and its intricacies has the making of a chaos game because for the reasons you said, you you have this big one over, over Notre Dame and you know, they celebrated hard after that. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, mm-hmm. they did. And they were celebrating in the game. Mm-hmm. So they go into Temple who, yes, you have to pay attention to their win last week, but overall, not a huge threat on their radar. And I know every team says, well, the next game is the most important. Mm -hmm. Every coach says that, but I don't know, man, this game has the makings of a crazy temple, like all of a sudden shocking the world. And there's a lot of um, something I find interesting is there's a lot of high school rivalry matchups within the game. So there's several Mm -hmm. players, including Duan Mathis, Mariano Valenti and MJ Griffin. They all went to high schools in Detroit um, and played against Ahmad Gardner and a couple um, other Julian Barnett, Devontae Dobbs, a couple other players. So there's going to be some chippiness mm-hmm. in this game. Yeah, these really are the two last Northern teams in the conference at all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they do tend yeah. to, like, especially like sharing Pennsylvania as like a recruiting ground. You mentioned uh, the Detroit connection there. That's definitely something yeah. that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, I do think Temple, if they have any hope, needs to stay incredibly aggressive on offense and force the issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do I? But realistically, no. I don't think that they're going to beat Cincinnati. <laughs> I think there's. I really want to. I think there's. <laughs> I know you do, but I think it's. I think an upset's reasonable in terms of if it were happening. You can see like the factors that lead to it. I just don't think when you look at the two teams on paper, it will happen. I think Cincinnati's too well coached to let those external factors bother them too much. I think they're too well coached to overlook it. I think that they're too talented to like get caught and surprised by Temple the way Memphis was. I don't think their defense is going to give up 30 plus points. See what I mean? I think I'm excited for the Dewan Mathis and Maude Gardner matchup, honestly. And then I also think that the environment it's not going to be one they're used to because it's not going to be as many people and as loud. No, I mean, it's at Cincinnati, so they're going to be. They're... Yeah. Oh, it's at Cincinnati. I thought it was at Temple. No, oh, yeah, it's, it's at Cincinnati. It's yeah, see, night. then 
Yeah, then that that's kind of like okay, maybe that's the key, the coffin nail in the coffin is it's at home, they're, and yeah. they're not going to lose at home. No, so. I don't think so. Uh, All right, well then we'll go Cincy. I'll go Cincy. All right, don't sound so disappointed about picking. Uh, I really want if that was a temple. If that was a temple, I was going to pick temple, but <laughs> I just can't do it. But I, I just want to go on record saying I still think they're going to win. I can't pick mm. them because I can't fall any more behind in our picks. <laughs> yeah, we'll but touch on I that at think, the end because it's. I uh, think temple's going to win. All right, sounds great. I mean, sounds like you have you know you got one foot in the door and one foot out there, but it's okay. Uh, we <laughs> I'm only covering have, all my bases. Yeah, we only have three Saturday games to go through. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, Pretty short week of games for the American. Uh, at three thirty on Saturday, SMU is at Navy. Uh, any chance Navy does to SMU what they just did to UCF? I don't know. I feel like anything is possible now in this conference, but I have to believe the way SMU has been playing offensively is going to be too much for Navy's defense. Mm-hmm. Even if Navy did manage to come up with some points, there's no way they stop that that potent offense, right? No, they're, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the crux of this. How explosive is SMU versus how many turnovers can they be forced? Right. Because we've talked about, again, Mordecai is another guy who, for all yeah. his talent, he's liable to throw three interceptions a game. He's done it a couple times now. You know, He's got eight so far this season, which is exactly in what, five games, That's in five games. That's a, a lot, you know? A lot. Especially for a guy who's considered one of the top, probably three quarterbacks in the conference. He's. But I feel like he goes in knowing that he's going to do that because then offsets like, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like what Brett Favre used to do, where he, he didn't mind throwing a couple bad interceptions because a couple times it's going to be a remarkable play. And just right. there's the kind of give and take with that. Uh, if maybe he can force can... enough interceptions and can control the clock and really tire out that SMU defense the way they did to UCF, mm-hmm. you know, if their special teams comes up with a couple plays, I think it's the same formula to beating uh, SMU's as beating UCF right now for mm-hmm. Navy. Make sure that defense is on the field almost the entire game rather than letting the offense out there force a couple turnovers. Uh, and then it's at Navy and, you know, that Navy crowd, it's, you know, it's not the biggest crowd in the conference or in the country, but it is an intensely, you know, loud crowd at times. It's a very special crowd. It's a very unique place yeah. that can kind of throw you off a little bit as a visitor. You know, I think True. there's a good chance with a uh, Lavate now in that quarterback, he seemed to be running the offense a lot better than, you know, anyone else has at Navy in recent, you know, basically since, uh, Malcolm Perry graduated, you know, if he can continue to run it effectively and they, had, you know, three, four guys over, you know, 50 yards, which they did against UCF, why, why not Navy upset them? Uh, you know, I, I definitely see the path where Navy wins this game and Navy's back on track. With that being said, I'm choosing SMU because I do think their offense is going to put up like 40 points in this game. And that's just yeah. too much for the triple option to overcome. Yeah, I'm going to SMU as well because I just it, it doesn't matter how many mistakes you make or how many mm-hmm. errors there are, they're still going to put up too many points. It's just they're yeah. going to overcome it that way. So yeah, exactly. Um, they're they're kind of designed is to yeah. overcome those issues. Yeah. and I definitely see the path to how Navy wins this game. I just don't think it happens. Right. I mean, I, I think like you said, there's a chance, but realistically, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. SMU is too good and they're rolling too high and, um, mm-hmm. and the defense won't matter. So yeah, we, we are in agreement there. It's a pretty straightforward game. I feel like. Mm-hmm. We'll Absolutely. Uh, our six o'clock game is ECU at UCF. And I think I'm going to throw a must win label on it for UCF. I think you cannot afford to lose this game. If you're oh boy, just hear me up is next week, Cincinnati. If you're UCF, you cannot start 0 and three in conference. Right. Play. 
That's fair. At that point, they'd be two and four, zero oh, and three in conference play, and the season's lost at that point, more or less. Yeah. Uh, you know, UCF has a really terrible string of injuries going on right now. Their team, yeah, is largely decimated. I like twenty minutes before we hopped on to record this was on Twitter. I saw Eric Gilliard, the uh, starting middle linebacker who led the team in tackles last season, his second team tackles this year. So now he's transferring out. He's taking a redshirt with the first four games, and he's leaving the program. So that's another wow. major loss to the defense. Uh, you know, no, it's not great. No, I, and I'm not sure the reason he decided. If it's just he doesn't, you know, it's not fair to speculate on transfers. Is always my thing because um, we don't know. But he's made the decision he wants to play his last year somewhere else. So he's transferring uh, now. And that, I mean, and, and while while we don't speculate, I mean, there I, the fact is he's leaving. So there is yeah. a reason, whether uh, it's sure. personal or you program know, related. We don't know. Play, it's not playing time. It, but you know, I mean, there, there's a reason. The safe death in the situation is, you know, he gave the new staff a chance and he just doesn't see eye to eye with them on something or the other. It's, but it's definitely not yeah. playing time thing because he is starting middle linebacker. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's interesting. It's, it's interesting. different. You know, huh. it's definitely a little strange, but, uh, you know, best of luck to him, but it puts UCF in a really tough <laughs> spot because they've already, like I said, been hit really hard with injuries and things like that this year. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you've got ECU who, absolutely looks world looking hot time. right now yeah. whole nailers yeah, your boy look, we're seeing what is commonly called proof of concept with that program <laughs> right now it's finally starting to work out in a good way for them and i think that's it's awesome that is it just will be very interesting <clears throat> to see uh how well that travels on the road now you know what i mean right is they do you, play well in front of their home fans and that's part of the yeah. charm UCF but it's hard to play at ucf yeah ucf yeah. almost never loses at home you know, yep. ECU, they had to come from behind win at Marshall this year. But other than that, they really haven't had to leave. You know, they had a neutral site game against App State. And right. yeah, and other than Thank that, they've been at home. <laughs> they've been at home the whole time otherwise. You yeah. know, so like, I don't yeah. know. You know, I mean, can they travel down to Orlando, a place where they, you know, have not had any recent success? Is there, you know, kind of a monkey on your back if you're ECU to get past UCF? Because it's not the same UCF it was in 1718. But there's still, not. but helmets still matter in your perception of teams a lot of times, especially when you're ECU and you're like, this is a team we cannot, where we have not beaten them. You know, for whatever reason, Tulsa, no matter how bad they are, UCF goes in there and just feels like it's an insurmountable game at times. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. a, sometimes a different logo or a different like place to play just does that to you. And yeah. I think ECU has that trouble with UCF going back like pretty much the whole time they've both been in the American together, like the exception of 2015 when UCF was abysmal. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the game itself. Both. You know, both teams are allowing thirty plus points, so it's yeah. it's going to be on the defense. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an offensive shootout, and really, who can who can get that last score? You know. So I think it's going to be a really fun, close down to the wire game. I'm excited for this one. Like from a I football agree. perspective, I, like, I agree with. That completely. It's yeah. going to be a really close thing. I'm going to be all. You're going to be stressing. Yeah. And the thing is, I, re- I do really like ECU as a program. I do want yeah. them to be good. Just not this week. Just well. not against UCF. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I got you. I'm going to, I think I am going to take UCF because one, you, yeah. I'll admit, I'll admit to being a little bit biased here, people. It's okay. That's fair. It's, you know, also, That's I fine. do think home field advantage is a huge deal in this game. It is a big deal for them, especially the bounce house. My question is to you, do you think 
that the student body shows out and the fans show out given the stumbles as of late? Do you think it'll still no, be a good it, environment? It won't be a sellout, but it'll still be a very okay. good environment. That was what I was curious because I didn't know if there may be a little bit of a fair weather fan base in the sense that well, they, no, they mean, enjoy the success, but maybe don't show up in the... the... The tricky thing with UCF is it's a younger fan base for the most part. Uh, right. You know, a lot of the student body did grow up as a Florida Gator fan or as a Florida State fan because that's just, you know, what their families have always, yeah, yeah, that's what their families have always been. They ended up at UCF either for a specific program or maybe they didn't get into UF because it is a little bit of a better school in terms of like, you know, it's a harder school to get into, you know? Right. Uh, So maybe you end up at UCF for one reason or the other. Maybe you're just from Orlando and don't want to go up to Tallahassee for school because that's too far from home for you. You know, there's tons of different reasons why you end up there. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, up until, and I was at UCF in 2015, if anyone's even mildly interested in that at that time, it was still like very much like, oh, the football team was terrible. So that didn't help. But like you were a UCF fan, but you also had another thing that you rooted for a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Uh, I think in recent years it's changed a little bit, but a lot of people college age are still, you know, if you're college age, you were like five, six, seven years old for Tebow. You were like in junior high ish around for like James Winston, Florida state. You know what I mean? So I think you're yeah. still a lot of that carryover where, you know, you root for UCF and some people are much more diehard students. Now. Also it's like 70,000 students. So like, this is very blanket for that big of a you know, student body, but yeah. you, know, you just, you often will have people who root for two teams and UCF is one of them. So it is easy enough to then be like, eh, I'd rather stay in and watch the other game or like have them going on two different screens than go to this one if it's going to be a mix. Yeah. So Although a, it, help, it, happen, it helps, it helps them. It helps them. It's a night game, right? Probably. I feel like they, they like to come out to night games. Yeah. It's a little bit, it's a good time for a game at six o'clock. I think. Uh, also, I forgot to, it, what is the, what's the color for the game? I forgot to check. Oh, I, I have look. not even looked at what the uniform. <laughs> No, and the other thing that UCF has done very well, in all fairness to them, is they've really turned the city of Orlando into like this is a UCF area, like kind of like building that fan base within that, you know, Orange Seminole yeah. County area, which is something that, you know, back in 2015 was not this way. So there is a lot more local interest outside the student body, but we'll see how it looks. I'm hoping that's going to be mostly full, but I also don't expect it to be a sellout. Well, Anyways, I, th- think? I think that's. Ah, that's why I'm, I'm I, <laughs> no, I'm not delaying. <laughs> I'm, I, I was actually curious about whether or not, like, cause I don't know. I know that UCF is like a very passionate fan base, especially mm-hmm. when their team's doing well. But I, that's why I was just curious. Like I've never been yeah. to a game there where mm-hmm. there hasn't been a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I, I just wondered if like yeah. not having success and maybe having the injuries has like, you had some people back off. That's all I was curious. Yes and no. I mean, you also, if you look at the season ticket numbers, the season tickets are, I think, sold out this year. So that should yeah, still I think be a they good sold crowd. Out, Unless right. people just decide not to use the thing they paid for, which I don't think they will. You know what I mean? I, <clears throat> yeah. It is what it is. You know, I'm always more concerned about, like, you know, the student section leaving at halftime for games and, you know, whether or not they show up. Yeah. So, so they, they'll go out and then come back. That's like a thing. <laughs> well, no, they'll just leave and not come back. That's the issue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Cause there's other things to do on a Saturday night. In Orlando. Exactly. So and you it. know, the game's not exactly what you wanted it to be, or you just get bored, you know, head out. Uh, yeah. I really wanted to find this, um, 
this fan guide because the cool one of the cool things about UCF is they put out this like graphic and it tells you and now of course I can't find it it tells you the color that you're supposed to wear to each game to coordinate and so I was curious like which game this was you know but for some reason it's yeah I mean I'm looking at the uh like UCF equipment uh like Twitter page and they don't have like the uniform color listed. They don't even have so, the uniform color out yet. Okay. It was supposed to be a little early, I guess. I mean, it's Wednesday, so I don't know that's early necessarily. Well, it was on the UCF website because I was going and doing my out of bounds mm-hmm. preview and I thought it was so neat that they like, they mm-hmm. laid it all out so that you knew exactly and, and what to wear. But anyways, either way, I'll, I'll figure it out later and, yeah. and find out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ECU just to make things interesting for yeah. us. You're, you're trying to catch up. I get it. I mean, <laughs> if I just keep picking the same teams as you, it's never going to happen. So, yes, I, I'm no, trying to. And I do think ECU has a good chance. No, it's yeah. fair the way the two are playing. Um, yeah. yeah, one last game for us to talk about real quick. It's Memphis yes. at Tulsa. Now, if we were talking about Memphis at Tulsa before the Temple game, I would say, you know, of course, Memphis wins by three scores. But right. I'm so confused by Memphis in terms of what they are as a team blowing, you know, two straight three score leads in games to a UTSA team that I respect and Temple team that I have reservations about. You know? Right. Uh, Tulsa, on the other hand, uh, has done very little this season. They played close with Ohio State for like a half. They, you know, beat a bad Arkansas state team. I don't really know why I'd expect them to be able to do better than they did last week against Houston. Uh, This is a game I probably won't watch. (laughs) Well, we'll see. It's on at 9 PM, which is a little bit later. Oh, it's a late game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So I don't know what's going to be up against, but it's like in that kind of like area where like you can get the second half kind of up against nothing else. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when it comes down to it, Tulsa needs to find consistency on offense. They, and there's a good chance they can do that against Memphis, who their defense has gaps in it and is often left on the field way too long for them. They get, you know, you see yeah. it in the course of games, they kind of wear down a bit. If Tulsa yeah. can find, a, you know, a consistent offense in this game, get the running game going. I really think that's the key for them is getting uh, Prince going out of the backfield and just running into Memphis. Memphis has shown that they can break under a good running game. Uh, do that. Is Memphis really, is hmm. Tulsa really favored in this game? I have no idea. I did not. I don't check the I think too often. they are. That yeah. would be shocking Ma- to me. Tulsa is favored in this game by three that, and a half. That That's means, insane. I mean, they're the home team, which means they're basically, it's a 50-50 coin flip game according to Vegas, but that's weird. No, that's really Tulsa, weird. It's Tulsa just because be the they're home. I know. Yeah, you get three points for being at home and that, that doesn't make sense to me, to be honest, because they've played the tougher schedule, but Memphis is clearly a better tougher, team. Yeah. They've played the tougher schedule, but they haven't looked all that good doing it. No trouble. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> no. I would take, if I'm, if I was a betting person, which I'm not, I would take Memphis in the points. <laughs> yeah. As long as Memphis uh, doesn't go three and out too often and gets their defense off the field and keeps them rested in the second half, I don't think they'll have too much of an issue in this. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think it's going to be. I, I just think that, uh, you know, the Memphis offense has too many weapons to they'll score 30 yeah. points. It's just whether or not their defense can hold you down. I don't trust that Tulsa can score with them. You know? I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I trust Memphis more on offense than I trust Tulsa at all. So I like right. Seth Hennigan. It hasn't been easy for him. He's a freshman. But he's, he is. And he's still throwing 10 touchdowns and only, 
I think one interception. So if he's at least careful, you know, which we can't say about a lot of American quarterbacks. So I, I like that. And I think he has good support. Like you said, Rodriguez Clark rushing and Calvin Austin has been great in the receiving. So and special yeah. teams, I'd like to see the running game get going a little bit more. Because like okay. I said before, those running game, or sorry, those Memphis teams that were really good, like going to the cotton bowl and going to the conference yeah. game, they always had two or three running backs that could go for a hundred yards in a game. And they often would all go for a hundred yards in a game. It doesn't feel like they've that's got the true. same explosive running game. I think that's, you know, where's the be, Tony Pollard's of the world. Yeah, exactly. Where are those Daryl Henderson's kind of like Daryl Henderson? Yes. Nothing against Clark. You know, I think he's a good quality back, but he doesn't have that same explosiveness that those guys had. And the, you know, the fact that they used to walk out two or three is I think what made those Memphis teams really special. And, you know, and they always had the, that like ability to throw. They always had weapons on the outside and they still do. But like, if you could add that, like the running game is something you need to focus on as an opposing defense. That's when that offense becomes elite rather than good. Uh, <sighs> yeah. But that being said, I, I, am, I, could say yeah. it I am taking Who are you picking? Memphis. I'm picking Memphis. I don't okay, see why Tulsa's favorite at all, to be honest. Yeah. It's very weird. You know, just, I mean, they just lost by like, what it was 45 to 10, you know, very, very strange. I'm picking Memphis too. So we're okay. in the same page there. Yeah. Uh, quick uh, record update on our picks. I am, oh, I went three we and three to. last week. I'm doing it. It works <laughs> out well for me. I went three and three last week. It was a bad 500 week for some of us. You went two and four. Um, overall. Yeah, however bad it is for you, it'll always be worse <laughs> for me. So don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, you keep picking Tulane. I have to. I made a commitment and I'm going to see it through. Hey, you keep picking Tulane. I'm going to. I'm going uh, to. Overall in the year, I'm 40 and 14. You're 29 and 25. Uh, mm, all right. I know. Uh, also, our good friend uh, UConn, they've got an important game this weekend at UMass, the former AAC school. I'm excited. Nice. I think I'm going to. And you're going, that. right? Yeah, I'm planning yeah. that. Just. You know, it's not too far from where I'm at right now. So I am going to do that. It'll be a time. I don't know if it'll be a fun time, but it'll be a time. Will you get to see some like old friends or former classmates? Oh God. I, you know, why would I do that? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. All right. <laughs> no, no, no one who uh, I went to school with still lives anywhere near UMass. Just I don't know. It's like, do people go back for games? No, no, God, no, no one goes okay. back to UMass. Games. Right. No, uh, I've seen some friends, but they're, well, have all, fun then. they're all out in the eastern part of the state. So, I just want to say that I looked up this UCF fan thing because it was going to drive me crazy. Yeah. And I'm going to post the graphic because it's hilarious. But the the game against ECU is fan choice color. Okay, so that means so we're going to get just a mishmash of yeah. whatever the fans feel yeah. like wearing. It's also family weekend. Okay, so then so, there should be a decent crowd of his family. There weekend. should be a good crowd. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of alumni, a lot of you know family members from students and players and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it, it should be pretty good. Yeah, I'm concerned about uh, the fan support there. I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. It'll be good environment. Uh, yeah, anything else to add? I am going to be heading to the <laughs> miracle of all miracles. We ended up getting credentialed to Iowa for the Penn State game. Arguably the biggest game of the weekend, though game day decided... I don't know if you heard me. UMass UConn is going this weekend. Oh, that is yes. Clearly I'm sorry. Second, second biggest game of the weekend. <laughs> a far uh, but I'm very excited. I've been wanting to go to Kinnick for a long time. One of the greatest traditions in college football is there. Um, I'm actually doing a story, and this is fun. I reached out to Jared Goff, who went to high school with myself and Iowa's quarterback, 
Spencer Petras. We all went to Burn Catholic. We're all Wildcats. You know, go MC. So I, yeah, rar. I did Wildcat hands. You can't see that though, but <laughs> I'm going to talk to Jared uh, before the game and after the game about what he thinks that his former high school, you know, uh, teammate, not, they were never teammates, but you know what I mean? If he's keeping tabs on it, if it yeah. means a lot to have another Marine Catholic quarterback doing well at the collegiate level. So I'm excited to kind of catch up with my, my fellow Wildcats and see how that's going. That's exciting. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good time. Enjoy the corn. Uh, enjoy. I will. Yeah. Enjoy We're going to the- stay in Davenport because we have friends in okay. quad cities. I'm friends with the radio show out there. So they've been amazing. I'm actually going to go do radio with them in about five minutes. So um, shout out the quad cities guys. They're it's hooking us up with a hotel. No, no, you're right. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always like doing a million things, but we're going to fly into Chicago, drive out there, stay in quad cities. And we'll go to Iowa city for the game and experience some of that, but we will not be staying there. It is very hard to get in and out of Iowa city. Just FYI. Yeah. I can imagine. I've never actually been to Iowa because you know, why would I, mm-hmm. you know, I just, but it, it seems like it's tough to get in and out to all that stuff. Just the distance between it. Like I always small airports. They're small. Space, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm fine with small airports because like I said, I've, you know, I grew up in Western Massachusetts, which means Bradley in Hartford is my main airport that I'll use to get in and out of home. Is that a small airport? It's tiny. Hartford's a tiny okay. airport. Yeah. Because everyone flies into Boston if they need like a big airport for New England, at least, you know, just it's two in between New York and Boston to be like decent sized. <clears throat> yeah. Get you where you need to well, go. Well, I'm just saying there's less flights. So we were like, mm-hmm. we're just going to go into Chicago and, and do it that way to make sure. So. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Yeah, excited. All right. And anything, anything else? No, oh, make sure you follow me on social you? media. Oh, yeah. beat you to it. I'm M L M E M I L N E M, not Eminem. If you follow Eminem, you will not get any college football updates. So I am at Dan underscore Morrison 96. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Follow yep. us. <laughs> yep. Stay tuned. Exactly. All right, and we're done. We'll we'll see you next time for the uh, recap and see who's right. So we'll see you. All right.